Welcome to The Great Sources, where we explore fundamental Torah ideas through the great books and sources of Jewish thought. So the topic of tonight's discussion is Gilgul, Gilgul Neshamas, which I have to tell you that the, the Maral Bach has a tshuva, where he says that... Are you discussing whether they exist or we're assuming that they do exist? We'll get to that too. Okay. You know, we're discussing... I'm wondering like what, well, yeah. where are the assumptions are here? Right. No assumptions. No assumptions to I start. The shit is Maybe Gilgul and why they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> no assumptions to begin. Um, Marl Bach says that we have to accept this rea- we have to accept this the, this reality however says the Marl Bach one should not talk about this publicly and indeed for some reason which I, I can't understand why the Ramban who, who, yeah perhaps that's why the Ramban who alludes to this in a few places, does it very mysteriously as if it's something that that uh, one cannot openly discuss. However, the Sefer Emek HaMelech from Naftali Bachrech, who was the Talmud of uh, Bisol Saruk, says um, that that no longer applies because by this, at this point, we are, this, this idea has already been esparsen to any old news from the Zayar and others so it's okay to talk about it. So yeah, that's, that's our hatchet. That, that after the Zara was in Sparks, it started becoming more popular. Right, yeah. right, and you, you could trace it. that. Yeah. So. Ramban switches over right at the end. Ramban switches over. Well, no, he's right at the end of the time. Yeah, yeah. Comes out right yeah, I still don't know why it's a secret, meaning even if I, I don't see what the big deal is, why the Ramban felt, you know, this is not like a, a story about Elikos uh, uh, or Kabbalah. I mean, it, maybe it is. I don't, see why, I don't see what about it is, you know. Maybe it's a strange idea, but is that a reason why the Ramban, you know, why is that a reason that the Ramban was so cryptic about it? I don't know. So first, I want to give you some background on the um, on the paths and the the, the, the the through the diris, various chachamim that waited on this topic and what they said about it, and then um, give you the opinions about it, and then I'd like to also give you a hesber of the matter, which I think is something very relatable. And very relevant. You know, the Gufa Inyan to say that there's a person's neshama and that goes from one person to the next. So you have to first define neshama before you, even, before you even talk about that, which is part of what the debate was about, as we'll see. Part of the debate was whether, the, that, whether one can define neshama in such a way that, that this is a, a meaningful statement to say it to people be neshama. But besides the fact that it seems to, for us, that, that in itself it seems to be a very... Um, abstruse and almost meaningless and irrelevant, you know, topic. But perhaps because we're not in tune enough to the idea of Elav you know, not, not, not necessarily due to any sophistication of ourselves, maybe due to lack of But the fact is it doesn't seem to be very interesting. So I'm going to give you the, the background, the dais, but then I would also like to, give, to talk about the idea of Gilgal in a way that I think is very important and understandable and relatable. So... It was a major, major machlekes. If you look through the literature, in the, 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 the Safras of Yahadus, it's a major, major machlekes throughout the diaries. So first, in case, in case you don't know, nowhere in Tanakh does it say anything about Google, at least explicitly or close to that. Nowhere in the Midrashim, nowhere in the Gemara. Okay? So, 
What? At least not with theirs. Or even close. Right, or even close. There's one medrash that we'll talk about in the end, which, which is in a, in, in a little more different together of Gilgal, perhaps. But openly say that there's neshamis and they are transferred, the Shibai people, no such thing. Again, which is a, obviously a question, why not? So we'll start with Ibsadi Goyen, who's the first source I know that, um, first Jewish source, that is, and uh, that's an important distinction, as we'll see, in the Sefer Amunitz Videis. And he says that there are people that believe in this thing called Hataka. Hataka, that's a translation, but Hataka means transference. That Reuven's neshama is netak to Shimon, etc. And then he says, and it even goes to, to animals, and these types of shigoin and irbuv craziness and, and you know, confusions. Ve'elu shibushim. Okay, so Adigoin says these are shibushim. Why this shibushim do again because of his, his nature of his understanding of the neshama is such that it's a meaningless thing to say that there's a neshama can be shared with two people. I don't want to go too into that. We'll get to that later. The the rivet Harishin, the, the, who wrote the um, the Sefer Kabbalah, that's uh, the Messiah wrote the history. He has a philosophy sefer called the Munarama, and he says never was such a thing. Rambam, the Ram doesn't talk about it one way or another, which I mean, I think it was, I assume it was completely off his, not even on his, didn't even get to his radar. Rambam says some of the Hasidim from the earlier Umis had to believe in the Hilalus, the Hilalus of Gilgal. But no true Chacham nor Baltair ever believed in it. It's of the highlighters of the opinions of those who believe Kadbos. Those who believe that the world always existed, believe in Gilgal. I, I don't know why. I, don't, I didn't see, I saw this taken out of context. I don't know why it has to do with Kadbos. But he says it's a highlighters, and no Chacham Amiti or Baltair believed it. Rabbi Yosef Albo in the, Baal, the Sefer Ikrim says, from here, from the, from the Kubalim's understanding of the nature of Shama, they reached the conclusion of Gilgal, but Ein Zenachim. And then he ends off Hashem Yudea. Hashem Yudea. Hashem knows. He does know. Hashem knows. So here's a list of, not, not an exhaustive list, of the Chachamim who, who were um, very much rejected, categorically rejected, this, this, this idea of God. Now let's talk about some that are forced. So the Barbanel in Kiseitze is Marach Ma'ayram Indian. Kiseitze is where we have the Pasha of Yibam. And first of all, the Barbanel says that this is a Dovim Okay? This Das, this opinion, this opinion Hakoidin, this ancient opinion, ancient opinion, we'll assume he talks about how ancient it is. This ancient opinion in, among, among certain nations really goes back, it's Makobo from Rabbeinu, that Neshamis um, are transferred from one Gulf to another. And there is a Pasuk for this, says the Rebbeinu, and this is the Pasuk, if there is any Pasuk that says Gilgal, it's this Pasuk, but again, I would, you have to see it in context, you wouldn't, this is not Chutash Mikra. So it's not that like, there's a Pasuk that says it, but this is, there is one Pasuk which they all point to, and that's a Pasuk in Sefer Eiv, where the Pasuk says Elihu, Elihu was, was the, way, the way the story goes, that Eiv was tested, and he had three friends who came to talk to him, and they go around and around, back and forth, and then there's a fourth one, Elihu, who speaks up at the end. And he apparently says things that are more correct than the other ones who are older than him. And he says to Eve, he talks about how man gets a chance, and even if he's chayte, but, he, but Hashem could bring him back from, from the threshold of death. And then there's a passage here where it says, This is what Hashem does. This is what God does with a man two or three times per person. So they say, oh, the Pasuk means everyone comes around two or three times. And in fact, 
some of the Mukavalim say there's actually a limit. It only happens three times. Only happens three times. I saw the Ramchal, I think it was Ramchal, who says it only happens three times if you don't ever get things right. But if you're constantly improving, then it could go even more. So there's, there's a lot of details no, about it. Right? The Sefer of says a lot of him. So there's, different, there's, 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 there's a lot of detail about it. Okay. So there, that's the Pasuk. And then he says like this. And the Rabbi Benel takes upon himself there in the Parsha of Yibam to explicate the Ramban's Ramazan. The Ramban is really Ramban. is very Kitsa, as I mentioned before. We not talk about it openly. And the Rabbi Benel explains that the purpose of Yibam is the purpose of Yibam is so that the, the neshama of the mace who left this world without having a son, who would continue his legacy or his being. Um, the neshama should have a new person, a new body to, to, to inhabit. And um, the Ramban says that in, in Parshas Vayeshev, where it says... Normally when a person has children, his children are not his Gilgal. Right, well, we'll see. Why mm-hmm. No, so perhaps we'll get to it. There, there, does, there does seem to be a... a Okay, so so right. No, the point is he needs a hemshech. He needs a hemshech. His children will have children. Yeah, right, right. But perhaps we'll get to that point later. There is the son's continuation of his father has perhaps more to do with Gilgal than we than we think. We'll, we'll get to that when we when we try to get to the um, the lumbus of Gilgal. Yeah, and, and what exactly Gilgal means. And that, you know, what, what, it, what it means on a certain sense, on a deeper level. We'll, we'll get to that. So, so the, the Pasuk says in Vayeshev that Oynon, um, um, the brother of Er, husband of Tamar, was supposed to do Yibum to Tamar when his brother Er died. And the Pasuk says, Vayeda Oynon kiloilo yiehazera. Oynon knew that the Zera is not going to be his. The children won't be his. Says the Abba again, explained the Ramban. The child would not have been his son. It would have been his brother. Because it really would have been his brother. And that's why it wouldn't have been his own son. Because it's, it's, actu- it's actually his brother's neshama. And he didn't want that. He wanted to have his own son. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be his. Um, yeah, and it's to Ellis for the Nishma Sameis to come back in someone who's most similar to him. Okay, he's Marach Ma'id on the matter. And he says, the, he, he quotes the Mekubalim. And he says, it's, it's, it's chesed keil, it's chesed of Hashem. To give a person a chance, a person who wasn't zeichet tashlem is a chance to be mashlem, and he also says it's as a punishment. This part we're not going to get into, but it's want to be thorough here. Also, it sometimes is a punishment, and that day that the Rambam going said is really shibushim. Sometimes a person comes back in an animal. Sometimes he comes back in a kelev. Okay, now says the Abarbanel. Shimon Ba'echai's words on the matter are more. Then are countable, and that's all over the Zaire, many places in the Zaire. Gam, the, the early philosophers, had the same opinion. And now I quote the Babinel. He quotes the words of Socrates the Divine, or Ha'alaki. Socrates, okay, in the original Babinel. Medivre Socrat Ha'alaki. It's a remarkable thing. That's a book called Fido. Fido is not spelled F E E D dash O. It's P H A E D O. Is that the name? He may have been from a place called Aloki. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're doing that behind me? No. 
It's like we go on the first pack about the. Uh, I actually am doing it. You know, uh, what is that called? Really my, my the Arvin, the Arvin, we're bringing him lechem. So the Gemara says maybe it means two people from the place called Arvin. Zachary Elaki. Okay. So he quotes this this book called Phaedo, which which is um, which is Plato's account of um, Socrates' final words, final conversation about death and about life after death. And Socrates says that he's confident that there's truly such a thing as living again, and that the living spring from the dead. Okay, I don't know if you could say Ayn Sham, at least Ayn Sham and Abarbanel, who quotes this as, as, as a support for this doctrine. Pythagoras and the other ancients also had this opinion, and I'm continuing the Abarbanel, and then he says a fascinating thing, which is such an interesting topic on its own. Ulai, they were macabalit from the Darius of Rishonim and from this Mount Hanavir. Pythagoras lived 500 BCE, anyone know? Something like that. So we're talking about the Nevi'im where Betaik from. So the Barbanel is saying you had these people from, from ancient times who had certain beliefs about, about spiritual matters and the times of the Nevi'im, that itself he considers to be a Is there any support. Only the non-Jewish people have this Kabbalah and ah. no Jewish people have Right, Kabbalah? right. Well, you can tell Hakim never came up in Furish anywhere in Chazal, right. right. But that gets, the only thing I know is that Ramban, for some reason, had held it was a major secret. So perhaps Chazal didn't talk about it the same way they didn't talk about uh, other things that are Kabbalah. Socrates was born in a place called Alopiki. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look up for Sakuri Alaki. I just looked it up. Good, That's good. I'll have to see. That's amazing. I'll have to see. Okay, really... I think there's a place like that in Greece. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's in Tuva, in the Indian. But okay. But it is a remarkable thing that he that he brings this as support. He says, and we'll see other many many other kachadim, a bunch who bring this. Pythagoras, Socrates, not Pythagoras, Pythagoras. The Bible says this is, this is, first he says, Shemba talks about this in countless places, and, and also the Kadmani philosophers. Because, the, and I think the point is, you know, it's to, it's to talk about something like this. Again, they're, they're fighting against the fact that how come, how come this is, doesn't exist anywhere? So they want to bring supports that, you know, they're trying to prove it. It's, it's a strange idea because, not necessarily that's so strange in and of itself. That's a different discussion. Rabbanel talks about that, how it works. But also, also it's strange that uh, where this idea come from. So he says, no, they always had this idea. And, and Fakert, the ancients had this idea, which suggests, and they were the times in the VM, so that suggests that, that these are valid opinions. So just that, that, that point is just fascinating when you find ancient opinions from the times in the VM, even though he's not suggesting, at least here, that there was any direct contact between Pythagoras and the VM. Although Pythagoras was, was a mystic and he had all sorts of interesting things and you can find similarities between him and, and uh, things in, in, in Judaism, but just that he was from that time is important. Okay, then the Babanel then talks about various objections to this. First one having to do with the nature of the soul. So that some people say that the nature of the neshama, which this is also a topic unto itself, which probably could I to really explore, but it's something that I find very, very hard to, to, to follow the arguments because they're very, very like... Um, very technical almost. The nature of the neshama, according to some, is, is such that it, it, it doesn't exist. It only manifests in a guf, and it, and, and it only takes the tzura of a specific guf. So to say that there's a neshama that's sheared is, is impossible. So forget about that argument. I don't know if I stated no, that argument properly. But no, there is the existence, but, 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 but the neshama doesn't have a true existence until it's embodied, and then it could continue. But there's no such thing as, as a, a neshama that, besides for having 
taken a certain form. Barbanel says, Barbanel says no. Seichel, which he is identifying with the Neshama, is an etzem ruchni, is a spiritual thing, which has the ability to, be, to get Seichel, and that connects to man. It always was. It always existed. It always existed. And now again, he quotes Plato. Right? Yep. Sakrit from uh, <laughs> Elaki at the time of his death, that when people, the most opinions that people have, they don't, they're not new opinions. They're remembering old opinions. This doctrine is called anamnesis in, in, in gold Greek word. The soul is immortal, Socrates says, is incarnated. Knowledge is in the soul from eternity. Every time you're born, says Socrates, you're for, the knowledge is forgotten, that we also remember from the Gemara. When you're born, the trauma of birth makes you forget the knowledge that's built into the soul. And then um, what you think you're learning is really the recovery of what one has forgotten. This is obviously, you could say, the Gemara Nida, that, you know, that this uh, neshama has called Tarakula and just has to find it. So, good. That's that. That's that Barbanel and, and leaning heavily on the Greeks there. Barbanel was, um, appreciated the, the, the Kabbalim, as, as he's explicit in this passage, but he wasn't, um, he wasn't the Mamashim Kabbalim himself. Now let's talk about David HaKadosh. Was a Makobal. And he's Marech Ma'idun Inyan too. And first he says, and this is a, a major theme, that when the Gemara says in Brach, that it's Tzadik Ben Rasha, it's Tzadik Raleigh. Tzadik Ben Rasha means Tzadik who's a, who was a Russia in a previous life. That's one of the answers then for Tzadik Raleigh. And not only that, when Elihu was telling Eev, Elihu brought this up, this Hain Kol Eila Yifal Kale, Pa'amayim Shalashim Gover, he's telling Eev, you don't know why you're suffering? It's because you are, you were a Russian previous life. And not only was you just a Russian previous life, that Rizal says he was, he was Terach. He was a Gilgal of Terach. Okay? Which, if we have time, hopefully, I'll, we'll get back to that. So, the Avazakarish says other major, very interesting things. He says sometimes you have people of similar faces because they have the same Nishamas. He also says it's, back, it's from back to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he says, and this gets a little bit deeper to understanding what this is about. He says, Avoidat Tzarech Gavoya, which is something we spoke about in the first room, that that there's a purpose in creation, certain manifestations, certain things of Hashem's goodness, of, of Elokos, certain divinity, certain ideas of, of Elokos have to, be, have to be actualized in the world, and that's purposeful, that's a purpose. And when a, purpose, when a person doesn't completely actualize what he was supposed to do, it gets picked up or continued by the other person, and that's, that other person is the Gilgal. So here, I'm trying, what I'm trying to give you is a certain sense here, which we'll develop further later, that... You could think about Gilgal without even thinking about Neshamas, saying a person has a tafkid, and he's supposed to be doing something, and he's here to, to actualize, to bring out something, and sometimes he doesn't complete it, another person is doing the same thing. So that's, that's a, that makes them truly inherently related, but we'll get back to that point. The Avodah Sakredish responds to the Sefer Ikrim, the base of Alba, who said that it's, um, who say, he's the one who said, it's not true, but it ultimately says Hashem Yedea. He said, He reached his conclusion because of the understanding of the soul. He said about that, he says, no. This, he's going, because they make things up based on what they, their logical conclusions. But we have it, the Kabbalah, that's why it's called Kabbalah. We have a Masaira, it's a Dasatar, Das Chazal. It's all the way from the Nviyam to Moshe Rabbeinu. Some are various, just some, some interesting details. Some are various, cause a person in his galga, sometimes in a guy, sometimes in a living animal. Now he says a fascinating thing. He says, Karbonis, animals that are brought as Karbonis, are the nefshesayim of tzaddikim, because the, bringing them as a, as a carbon gives them the einish that they need. 
Because you throw down the animal to the floor, and then you cut its neck, and when you, when you cut it, the knife pushes a little bit, even though you can't do dressing, not a push, but there's always a little bit of pressure, and that's chenek, and then burning it is, is sreif. Okay. Adam kiyakr mikem means mikem mamish, because you've been back of the neshamas of people. Ad kan mi pi eliyahu. Okay? This is not his, he's quoting from a sefer there. From a different sefer. Okay, now, now we get to another thing. If a person eats an animal, and this animal had a neshama of a person in it. So there's lots of this big stuff going on over here. So he says, you have to, the oichel, the person who's eating meat, has to be, do, has to be ma'ullah, has to be a chashva person, has to be a special person. And then, then he deserves to bring that nefesh, make that nefesh human again. <coughs> if a person only eats meat because he's hungry, because he likes it, what's going to happen is that the, the, he's going to end up being this galgal in an animal. So, he says the Gemara, there's a few Gemaras that, that, that talk about eating meat that's not being so pashat. One of them is in the Gemara in Chulndaf Pedalid. Gemara learns that from a Pasuk, Kisa Avinach Only eat meat when you have a taiva for it. Okay, he learns that Gemara doesn't mean stop because you want it. But the Gemara with this is Ve'inoch Emas, when are everyone else supposed, when should regular people eat meat? Me'er Shabbos, Me'er Shabbos. He says only, only Friday night you could eat meat because eating meat is a major Nishkan Pashtazach. It's, it could be. Because you're going to get poor. Yeah, yeah. The Gemara seems to be saying that. Yeah. Right, right. Avodah Zakhar, Beis, Tu, Lamadal, three parts. We talked about it. He gives a whole different reading to that Gemara. Um, that it's about, it's about Shabbos. Um, okay. The Gemara in Pesachim says, Nama Aretz can't eat meat. He says, because if you're just a behemoth, you can't eat another behemoth which, which has the neshama of a person in it. Okay. Fine. We'll leave that. That's the that's Avodah Zakhar for now. Let's mention some other Rishonim, and you'll see how this Pythagoras theme is so significant. The Rishon's Chacham was a Talmud of the Ramak, of the Ramak of the and the Sefer is all Kabbalah, full of Kabbalah and, and, and Yira. And he says, and you have to read the Lashon because it's, I was just so shocked. Hayrunu Chazal, v'hiskim imam Pythagoras, Pythagoras, I'm saying with Thoth, Thoth, right? V'hiskim imam Pythagoras. The Sefer Haredim, also from that Kufa a little earlier, I think, also so to ask. Rup Shimon Bayechoi, U Pythagoras, Hoi de Bazer. You know, you can't, you, can't, you can't make this up. Says this thing of, of, of Gilgal. Again, perhaps they're just trying to show that it's an ancient thing, because otherwise, where did this come from? Meaning, how come it's not on the scene? So they're saying, no, it's an ancient belief, and that's important. But it's, it's, it's a little hard to understand. Saying there, it was known, it just wasn't. Yeah, discussed. something like that. It doesn't sound like they're saying that. It sounds like they feel the need to, 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 to actually support it. The Ramak mentions the Biktara. As everyone knows now, Rizal talks about a lot. There's a Shah HaGugulim, which is Marech Ma'id, all the Pratim of Gilgal. Hasidim, too, are very into Gilgal. And Agav, and here we go back full circle, the Sefer called Shivchi Habesht, about the Bashemtiv. And the Bashemtiv said that he's a Gilgal of none other than Reb Sadi Goyen, who was the first authority about the matter, who denied Gilgal. So we came here, we, got, we went through all the Gugulim of Gilgal, from Pythagoras to Reb Sadi Goyen to the Hasidim. The Hasid is founded by. None other than the Rapsadi Gaon's Gilgal. It must be if I wasn't right. covered, what? Right? The, the ticket that he would deny. <laughs> 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 All right. Famously, we have to mention the Rashash. If you don't know the Rashash about Metziah Dafkovzai, and there's a Gemara there which the Rashash, for whatever reason, he says, Mikan, Stiruk Tzas Labale Dasa Gilgal. From this Gemara, it's a Think these days, everyone says, you know, Google is everyone, Okay, this is a fact. I respect the all the Chachmei Israel. I respect all the Chachmei Israel. And good. Okay. 
get back to Pythagoras. Since everyone's talking about Pythagoras, I think it's Kedai to bring in over here the fact is Pythagoras did not eat meat for the same reason, because, because there could be neshamas in the meat, and it's just as I push it. And there's, in fact, there's something called the Pythagorean, not the Pythagorean theorem, the Pythagorean diet. It's a meat-free diet and a fish-free too. Okay, so it's just, it's just interesting to show, given, given that these Chacham are being mistamech on, on Pythagoras, and, and they considered him to be a great, great person, great authority, Yes, you know, Amar is also right. And Zachary's right. <laughs> right. So he was knowing like that. Amar of Amar is also like a Fair enough. Okay, so back to this point. The fact is, there's no Zeicha to this in, in the Midrashim or in Chazal. In the, in the, it means to say in the Gemara or the Midrashim. Again, from Banna's master, if someone could explain that, that would mean the to me. But there is one Medrash, and this Medrash will help us, I think, understand this, bring this down to, to a level that is actually very, very relatable and very important. And, and as we'll see, I'm going to explain it in a certain eifin, and then I found that Ramchal Taka takes this whole idea of Gogol in, in this direction. So there's a measure in last week's parasha where it says that when Adam Rishon was, was mutal Gailam, when he was being formed, Hashem showed him every tzaddik that's going to come from him. Yeshu tali b'roisha shel adam. Some were hanging by his head. Yeshu tali b'sayroi. Yeshu tali b'mitzchoi. Yesh be'enav. Yesh be'chotm. Yesh be'piv. Yesh be'oznav. Yesh be'malten. I don't know what that means. Okay. And therefore, when Eve was arguing with Hashem, Hashem said to him, "Efoi hayisi hayisa b'yasdi aretz." Where were you? Meaning, Hashem said to Eve, "Do you know where you were hanging on Adam? You were roisha b'mitzchoi, whichever. If you know, then we could talk. Then we could debate." So here's my understanding of the Medrash. And this idea we said is um, a little bit that Vesek Kredish talks about. Everyone thinks of themselves as individuals. You think of yourself as individual. But this Medrash is saying, no, 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 you're not an individual. There's, there's a Bria called Adam. It's a Bria called Adam. Originally it was one man. And then, then one man, everyone is a continuation of him. Just like you see yourself as a continuation of your parents. As I would say, oh, you know, you have a real close association to your parent. In a certain sense, you should look at, at you as a unit. Uh, from, your, from your parents, you're not really a separate entity. Okay, I hear that. So the truth is, says the Medrash, that we're all, we're all part of one person. We're all connected. We're all connected through that one person. And that one person, so let's talk about one individual, one human being. That person has a tafkid. His tafkid is to perfect his ears and his eyes and everything in his iris. And all the parts of the body have different tafkid and different things that he's supposed to do. He didn't complete it himself, and he can go back to the Chetevei Tzadas, and then it didn't work out, whatever. But the fact is he didn't complete it, and the fact is we're continuing. What, he, we're continuing. what are we continuing? Everyone is continuing something about him. So you, Eev, says Hashem, you, you want to talk to me about, about what's fear. You don't, even know what, you, you don't even know where you fit in to, to your role in this world. You don't even know what you are. So in the deepest sense, every person... Okay, what do I mean to say the deepest sense? Hashem wanted a person. Hashem wanted humanity. Humanity contains various types, various things. And those are all important elements of humanity. So first figure out where you fit into that. And it's not just about you as a person. It's about you're the same then as, as everyone else who represents the same thing that you represent. Everyone else who has the same midas as you is connected in the same way. You're all hanging from other regions here. You're all hanging from other regions far. What does that mean? That means you all represent that specific rutzen of Hashem for there to be a human being. And you're all manifestations of that rutzen. And if you look at reality, 
and say, what's the deepest, truest nature of things? Hashem's Ratzin. Hashem's Ratzin. So I'm, I'm not, I don't know what neshamas are, and to talk about neshamas going from one person to another, that I don't even understand what that means. But I could understand that everything we see about humans is, is, is chitzayis. We don't know what is really going on in the world, Hashem's Ratzin. And Hashem's Ratzin was that it should be a human. What's a human? There's this element, there's that element. What if I find you two people that are both, they're both similar and they both are, have, have the same kaychas? So they're both able to, to bring out a certain ruts of Elikim, a certain hatava, a certain toiv, a certain godliness, like the Avesikai is saying, and people have to bring out Elikos. And they find two people who could do the same thing. So they, have, they, have, they truly have a connection. And what if I show you even more than that? What if I show you, look, there was once a person who stood for a certain midah and he did certain things, but he didn't really, but there was something that went a little bit wrong. And then there's another person who maybe even looks like him, like Avesikai says. Or maybe you could see patterns in, in, in the things that happen in life that are similar to him. And he's also like that. So then that could indicate that this person is inherently related to that person. And I don't want to use the word Gogol because it's it, not sure that, they're, that, they're, that that's what they're saying when they talk about Gogol. We'll say the Ramchal does say something, come out the same thing. But if there wasn't a word for this, there would have to be a word for this. Especially in Tanakh. We're talking about it doesn't say this in Tanakh. But in Tanakh you do find these themes, these People, these tzaddikim, who, who they do a certain thing, and then later tzaddikim are picking up where they left off, doing kamat the same thing, fixing, being misakin, and this we all say, yeah, he's being misakin what he did. What do you mean he's misakin what he did? And, and, and a lot of times the Kabbalah will say, if you face this thing, you see, oh, he's being misakin, they'll say, oh, yeah, he's a gogol. So I don't know what that means, but I know I can understand what it means he's being misakin. It means Hashem wanted certain things. And that's why if you have Ruach HaKadosh, you have people writing Tanakh, you have Navim writing what's really going on, they, could, they know what's going on, that means they know what, they're telling you what Hashem wants. What should, what's really happening? What this person really stands for? And then you see a later person, you see, okay, but he went wrong here. This is what he did wrong. Well, this, is the, this is the problem in his midah. And then you see a later person who's, look, it all matches up. It all mirrors. So you say, ah, oh, because he's, he's actually really continuing his midah. And that means he's really, they really are, at their root, the deepest level, they really are the same, the same thing, they're the same midah, the same manifestation of the same midah. That's in Tanakh. Now we don't have Nevi'im telling us what's really going on, but sometimes you could perhaps pick up patterns, and sometimes you could say, oh, you know, hey, I see something happening here. There seems to be something deep going on over here, meaning in terms of what the Ratz Hashem and what the Gilu is supposed to be happening. They relate to, like, a Maisa of a Yeah, I think so, right. Right, that they're setting up, um, they're starting things, and then we pick up on that, right. Absolutely. So, no, but maybe it needs to be, it needs to be get going. Maybe that's why it's a simon. And why is there such a thing as simon the bottom? They sketch out the, the, the right. plot. Right, so is it because they, we could just emulate them? Probably not, right? It's not more than that. It's clearly more than that. It's not about emulating. It's even bad things that happen to them happen to us. Yeah, it's that, it's a chur, it's that there are uh, there's these patterns in terms of the giluyim, the things that have to happen, yeah, have to occur, and they start, and they get picked up. And that's, um, that's a, a metaphysical thing. So according to this, the meat thing wouldn't be a problem. Oh, right. So how does it relate to animals? I don't know. You want to get to how does it relate to animals? Can this relate to animals? Can you say this animal is a continuation of that? Perhaps you could. I'm not sure you can't. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I have to think about that. We have to get, because animals are quasi, uh, are almost, almost human. You know, they have some intellect. So they can fix what a not in their not current... Kavana, right, not be Kavana, but maybe a potential... Saying if they stole, then they come back and they... I don't know. Them. This I don't know. This... I don't know. I'm not sure how this would carry to that. I saw the Ramchal speaks about this. The Ramchal says, come out the same thing. 
Um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what the Amchas says. He says, first of all, he says, Gilgal is the Shoirish. This is in um, a few different places. In Dar Hashem, he talks about it. In Dar Hashem, he says, it's a Shoirish Lanhaga. It's a Shoirish of Anhaga in Olam And Iker Anhaga Tluyu This Iker Anhaga Tluyu is from Ginzer Amchal, which is a lot Likot from different things in Amchal. Ginzer Amchal, page Reish Ayin Beis. This shtickle is a Pirish to a Zayar Mishpatim, where the Zayar talks about it. Elam Mishpatim means Gilgul, somehow, I don't know how. But that's what Amchal is explaining that. And he says, Iker an Hagat Luyibazeh, and here's what, here's what he says. He says, the Ratzin of Hashem measured, kol choik v'choik mechuk an all the chukim of an that have to be, and, and foresaw everything that could come from that. And not that, not that, and, and this in Derech Hashem, he connects to the idea that there are certain things that have to happen, different manifestations of toiv that have to happen, and that's why there's all different types of people, because there has to be all different types of toiv that are in this gala. And then he says, he says, not that Adam Rishon's neshama atzma is the neshama of the Ovis. He's talking about where the Zohar says that, that Adam Rishon is galgal in the Ovis. Not that his neshama is the neshama of the Ovis, but the neshama of the Ovis are the same secret, the same side of the madriga of Adam. Therefore, it's cool that he's misgalgal in them, not that his neshama is misgalgal. Mamish el because they share, and this is my understanding of Amchal, I think, I'm I think this is what he's saying, because they share the same Yisoyedis of what they're supposed to be doing. So that means they are, and that's the truest nature of reality, because you talk about, okay, what's going on in this world? Well, Hashem is trying, is, is being Megalas or anything. So that's there's a thing as Mishgal Gamamish. Yes, yes, so there is such a thing as Mishgal Gamamish. But this is also called Gilgal, and this at least is the part of Gilgal that I think is, is relatable and understandable. One last word on, on, on Sadiq Rale, which we're not going to get into this too much. But um, Tzadik Viralei, so Tzadik Ben Rosh is a Tzadik Viralei. And one point in that is as following, is the following idea. Sometimes bad things can be made into good. You can dafka get to good places from, from, from suffering. Matthias. And from recognizing how bad evil is, that can itself get you to, to, to good. So that's, that's, that's a certain toiv that's in Ra, meaning there's a toiv that can be, get, be gained from Ra. So who deserves to get to Taiv through that method? A tzaddik ben Rasha. And that's because, that's because, same way you sometimes good, bad leads to evil, sometimes someone's a Rasha leads to something a tzaddik. You see this, because sometimes someone is so inspired by the evil of his, of his parents that he becomes good. And, he, and he's such an idol, a wonderful person, because his, his father was such a nasty guy. So that's a tzaddik ben Rasha. And how does he mechaper for his father? By, by having a life of finding the, of getting toif out of Ra. He justifies, he justifies his father's Ra. Because he, he's toif through that. So that's one Tzadik Virali. What if a person, that's Tzadik Virali. And by the way, Avram was, was, as you know, was Avram ben Terach, was truly the son of Terach. And Avram was tested like he was tested. And Avram passed his test. And was able to accept that, that he has to do the Akedah. Eev could not understand this. And Eev, as it turns out, was really, was actually, he was also the son of Terach. But he was a good one. And what that means, the way we're understanding so is like this. You came from Avram, right? Isn't that what the Gemara says? What? The, the, the Sultan came and yeah, said, Yukav, the Avram. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Gemara compares them, right. The Gemara says, Eve was greater than Avram, because he was Yerelik in the Sarmira. And the Eve saw that Hashem is going after Eve, so he's going to forget Avram. It, there's a whole competition between Avram and Eve, in Kamakam And this is, goes along with that, because Avram was Ben Terach, and Eve found that, oh, actually, you're also Ben Terach, but you didn't, you didn't know the side of Gilgal. And what that means in Linyoneinu is, it's like this. Okay, a tzaddik ben Rasha gets, gets right out of Taif. Yeah, Hitaka, he gets right out of Taif because he relates to his father. You really do relate to your father. 
But the side of Gilgal, at least the way we're explaining it, means you relate to everyone. Bad to be correlate to anyone that preceded you. You're a continuation of everyone. And if you and, and 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 the same way a person a son who so a person born from a Russia might could understand the justice in him suffering and thereby being mechaper because that's his essence. So the point is, well, guess what? Sometimes your essence is, is, is a continuation of a person who was a Russia. And therefore, the same way a son can be mechaper for his father and that's just, so you can be mechaper for the, for the all the Rishav in humanity because you, you two are really all about the same thing. So the point is, the relatable point, for me at least, is it, that... Makes it an equal, what? An, an equal and balanced test. One of them can see it obviously. Right. Can't. Okay. So that's why you had this friend of Eliyu. Right. So what if you don't know it, you mean it's not just. Okay. That's the point. Well, you could argue that it's not just. Right. Right here. We could argue that. Um, I think maybe the argument may have been that he, was supposed to, that he was supposed to know that. Maybe. Maybe. So, Linyanenu. Linyanenu. Okay, so I just to think the point is that I think that's relatable is this idea that people we tend to think of ourselves as individuals, but really you could group people together in terms of the deepest reality, which is certain things that have to be in his gala. Sometimes one does it right and the other one continues. Sometimes one could have done it right but didn't, and the other one is, is then doing it for him in a certain sense. And that's the message over there. If you look at it yourself as an individual, there's a lot of evil. But if you realize this idea, and Eve says, Eve, when he's faced with this idea, he doesn't even know where he fits in. You don't even know where you fit in. You really can't. You really can't know anything. I mean, that's Hashem's telling you. So how are we supposed to find this out? You know that I don't know. Sometimes maybe you could discern the patterns. Sometimes people could tell you basically. But this is this is the one Indian that I think. Truth is, I think it probably maybe everyone's murdered to this. You know, now you have to go back and say, Sadi and Were they all talking about the same thing? I don't know because they may be defining Hashem differently. So I don't even know if they're all talking the same language. But, what we, but this Havana in the matter is perhaps something that everyone would agree to and, and is something that's, I think, Negea and relatable. Okay. So. Thanks so much to everyone for listening to The Great Sources. Please remember to rate and review the podcast. That's how it gets out there to even more people. Thank you and good night.